you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church. Well, welcome everybody. So good to see you all again. What a wonderful time to have in the Lord. Uh, let's uh, open our Bibles to 1 Peter 4, verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that your word says that the end of all things is at hand. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you've been exhorting us for 2,000 years to be watchful, to be ready. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you speak to us through your word this evening, Lord, that you comfort us. Yes, Lord, that you enlighten us, that you give us utterance in your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you that you give us ears to hear in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, So let's turn to James 5, verse 7. Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Amen. The other day I, I, I got this word, the coming of the Lord is at hand, and I thought, really? Is, is that scriptural? You know, um, just checking in my, in my mind, I, I wasn't sure about it, and then I looked it up, and I found, well, it says that in the Bible. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it said that for, what, 2,000 years. So the coming of the Lord is at hand. That means we're, we're this close. Amen? And for the Lord, uh, a thousand years is, is as one day. So that, that's why for him it's as, it's as if it's just around the corner, and which it is. Amen. So let's read a bit further. Um, do not, in verse 9, do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. So the coming of the Lord is at hand but also the judge is standing at the door. So uh, we know that we're all going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. But we should judge ourselves now while we're on earth. We shouldn't wait for that to say, oh yeah, that's going to be one day. We'll just get it over and done with when we, when we get there. We need to get our hearts right now. We need to be watchful. We need to be praying right now. Amen? Um, And then let's skip on down to to verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, 
and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Then verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So first he said, uh, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And then he says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. So this is a, a different situation. I would have started a new paragraph there. Confess your trespasses to one another. So I think that's like, if you've done something wrong against somebody, you know they've not forgiven you. Go to them. Tell them, I'm sorry for what I did. Uh, you know, that might be what's standing between you and your healing. And then the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So, is there any, any righteous men in here? Any ri righteous women? Amen. Amen. And how, how did we become righteous? Jesus made us righteous. So, so when we come and pray, we don't come and pray and say, you know, like in our name or by our good works. We pray in the name of Jesus. We pray based on His righteousness. Amen. And then the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much or make, makes much power available. So what, what is fervent prayer? I saw a man saying that um, he went, he, st he told the story of somebody that went to a meeting and the man said, oh, I'm not interested in the, this uh, Holy Spirit that I'm seeing, what you're saying here, like, because they just go, hallelujah. And then they go off and he said, no, I don't want little Holy Spirit going, hallelujah. I want big Holy Spirit going, hallelujah. Amen. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And he's not afraid of anything. It's not a spirit of fear or a spirit of timidity. And it's him that, that helps us to have or to make fervent prayer. Amen? So we can make something up in our flesh, in our soul, with our mind, with our strength, and it won't be from the spirit. Amen? But when we're filled with him, leaning on him, then we can have fiery prayer. Hallelujah. Now, the next verse in uh, verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly. So when he says with a nature like ours, means like he lived in a body just like us. Yeah? And at times he was afraid and stuff like that. Um, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Amen? Amen. So, just remember that. What did, what did Elijah pray for? Rain. Okay, so let's go back and read verse... Uh, Seven again. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently 
for it until it receives the early and latter rain. And Elijah prayed for rain just a few verses later. I think he time traveled into verse uh, 17 there. <laughs> just a joke. Just, I don't believe that. <laughs> uh, amen. Hallelujah. So, if, if God is waiting for us to receive the rain, what rain is he waiting for us to receive? The Holy Spirit rain. Amen. And so what, what is rain symbolic of? It's, it's symbolic of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And what, what else? Uh, let, let's go to Isaiah 55 and we'll find out. Yeah, let's start from verse 8. Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. Amen? So rain is, is symbolic of the Holy Spirit and um, the Word of God. Now on that note, let's just flick on over to Ephesians 6. Uh, verse 17. And it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So there we go. So the, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God, and we need the rain, the early and the latter rain, and it's the Holy Spirit, and it's the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we can't have... Uh, one without the other, amen? And uh, let's go to Hebrews 4. Verse 11. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes to whom we must give account. So there it is again. We find the Word of God and we find out that we need to give an account to God. Amen? So what, what would we give a, an account to God for? There's a bunch of things, isn't it? But the, the thing that I want to, to highlight today is, is prayer. So let's go to Revelation 5 and from verse 6. 
And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So this uh, Revelation 5 is, is happening just after the, the church is raptured and the, the tribulation is about to begin. And it describes there the prayers of the saints. Right? So there, there will be saints... Um, people who come to Jesus during the tribulation because they will wash their, their clothes in the blood of Jesus and they will overcome by the blood of the, the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Amen? Um, and they will be praying. And while they're praying, their prayers um, will be in golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And who's holding these golden bowls full of incense? It's the 24 elders, right? Because it says the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And now who are the 24 elders? And that's in the, from verse 9. It says, they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll, to open its seal, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Does that sound familiar? Who does that sound like? That's me and you, if you haven't figured it out. Let's, um, let's go back to chapter 1 of Revelation. To him who loved us, uh, that's in which verse is this? Uh, I think it's, is that verse 5 or 6? Um, that's verse 5. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever. So the Apostle John writes that in chapter 1 when he says us. What does us mean? It means me and you. Yeah? <laughs> That's like uh, the first person plural. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So, the 24 elders come from every tribe, tongue, nation, just like you and me here, this, you know, we're from Nigeria, Latvia, Brazil, Ireland, uh, Northern Ireland, China, South Africa, America. Did I miss anyone out? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And there's, I don't know how many of the, us are there. Glory to God. So many different nations here. 
Um, so, if, if the prayers of the saints are going up to God like incense during the tribulation, do you think it doesn't it happen now as well? Yeah. Is God waiting just for the tribulation to receive our prayers like a, a sweet-smelling sacrifice? No, I don't think He's waiting for then. He's, he's always ready. He's looking for prayers and worshipers. Amen? So, uh, let's have a look at how Jesus prayed. <clears throat> and that's in Luke 6. Hope you have your Bibles with you. Yeah. Doing a bit of Bible exercise today. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And, it and when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Amen? So before he sent out the apostles, he did what? He prayed all night. Now, Jesus didn't pray in his own strength, right? So he did that by the Holy Spirit. So you and I can go and try. We can go and try, you know, in our own strength to pray all night or to pray a lot. And if it's in our own strength, it will just, you know, it will be soulish prayers and it will not be effective. But when we're filled with His Spirit, when we're praying through His Spirit, our prayers will be effective. Amen? <clears throat> Let's look at, at another instance where, so, where Jesus prayed, and that would be Mark 14. And verse uh, 32. Mark 14, verse 32. Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little farther and fell on the ground, and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. Amen. So, so Jesus knew what was coming and he went through intense emotional distress. And, and he prayed earnestly 
and he expected his disciples to, to pray with him. But then he says here, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So when our, our spirit is, is willing, what do we need to overcome the, the flesh that's weak? We, we need the Holy Spirit, right? So we need his ability. We need him to enable us. Um, I remember reading some of these things years ago, and it just came to me. I, I just thought, well, Jesus must have, to stay awake like that, he must have been, you know, the Holy Spirit must have anointed him to do that, and he must have seen the Father doing it, because everything that he did was, he, he only did what the Father showed him to do. Um, and I thought, wow, isn't that amazing? What, what if I, if he could uh, empower me so that I could pray uh, through the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's like, watch out what you, what you wish for. <laughs> because if he gives you a desire in your heart, um, he, will meet, he will meet that desire, and he'll meet you where your faith is. Amen. So... <clears throat> Sleepless nights may follow. Okay, John 11. But when it's by His Spirit, it's all good. Amen? So it's not in our own strength. Uh, John 11, verse 32. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench. For he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. With a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So 
Can, can we pray today like Jesus prayed? Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. Can we pray like that as well? Amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> and Hebrews 5, verse 7. Uh, it's talking about Jesus, and then it says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. So when Jesus prayed, he offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears. Amen? Amen? So there will be times when the Holy Spirit leads us to pray like that as well. <clears throat> um, now let's turn back to Ephesians 6 again. And we'll continue from verse 18. It says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So, he says, praying always with all prayer. So, all prayer means all kinds of prayer. There's uh, the prayer of, prayer of faith. There's the prayer of worship. Um, there's the, the prayer of consecration. So, when Jesus was praying, Father, let your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. That was the prayer of consecration. And you see in what emotional uh, distress he was, um, submitting to the will of the Father. And, and sometimes, you know, there's things where we have to lay down our will and follow his will. And that's the, the prayer of consecration. <clears throat> um, and then supplication in the Spirit. So supplication, I think is in some translations, is uh, petitions. I think in the Afrikaans, if I'm not mistaken, that, that word is, is similar, to, similar to begging, but, but not uh, begging. It's more pleading. That's the word. Yes, thank you. Um, and when we say that word, in Afrikaans, it's smirking. Uh, that's the sort of the closest word. Is maybe it's between pleading and, and, and begging. But it actually, if if somebody is in Afrikaans, that word, they, they would actually be loud. <laughs> they would be loud about it. They would not be. Oh, please, would you consider? You know, they would be like in your face. Um, 
And there, so there's things where we, we stand in faith for. Yeah, that's prayer of faith. So we don't beg God for things that he's already promised. Yeah? If God said, healing is yours, then healing is yours. Then we, you don't go and like, please God, would you consider healing me? No, he's, he's already considered it. He's made provision for it. Yeah, but there's, there are things that, that we can pray for where we pray earnestly and fervently and so that it's, it's so sort of life and death, just like Jesus prayed. Um, what does it say? He was troubled and, and deeply distressed. He groaned in the spirit. He offered prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears. So vehement cries, that, I think that's close to the idea that I have of uh, the word in Afrikaans. Um, amen. So, he's saying that we have to be watchful to this end with all perseverance. And who should we be praying for? The next verse, or the next bit tells us, for all the saints... Yeah, so for all the saints. Um, but there's, that's not all who we should pray for. We should also pray for the ministers. So he's saying, and for me also, um, and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So we have to pray for ministers. We have to pray for ourselves that, that we will be ministers. Um, and then let's go to 1 Timothy 2. Gives us more information. 1 Timothy 2, verse 1. Therefore I, exert, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. So that's all men. So Ephesians told us all saints... And First uh, Timothy 2 tells us all men, so that's all people. And then it gets more specific, for kings, yeah, so that, and all who are in authority. So politicians, presidents, prime ministers, etc., we, we need to be praying for them. Now, this is going to be interesting. So, just sort of on the previous page in 2 Thessalonians 3, Second uh, Thessalonians 2, sorry, 2 verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. So when he says he, 
he's talking about the son of perdition, the man of sin, otherwise known as the Antichrist. Um, you know what is restraining, so what is withholding him, what is preventing him, that he may be revealed in his own time. Verse 7, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains, so that he who now prevents or is withholding or restraining, will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Okay, now, so some people say that the he that's restraining or withholding is the Holy Spirit. Some say it's uh, the church. Uh, I don't know if there's any other opinions out there. Um, so, that's just the by the way. And let's go to Romans 8. Back on the subject of prayer. Romans 8 verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Okay, so now I think when I first read this, I thought, wow, that's interesting. Like the Holy Spirit is praying somewhere and he's, he's praying for us. And I, I took comfort in that. Um, but then later on I, I, I learned that, that that word for helps he helps us. The Spirit helps in our weaknesses. That word for help uh, means to stand together with, against. Or to take hold together with, against. You know, like um, if you're doing tug of war and you're all on this side and you're pulling, you're all taking hold together with, against the opponent, right? So that's what he's talking about, that the Holy Spirit is, is pulling with us. He's, he's helping us. That means we're not just sitting there and watching, you know. We're not sitting in a corner and the Holy Spirit in another corner. We're working together. So that means if he's praying, we're praying. Amen? So we should be praying with him. And uh, that brings me back to, so this, he helps in our weaknesses, right? So he's taking hold together with us. And this, if we go back again, Second Thessalonians 2, Second Thessalonians <laughs> You know what is restraining. Okay? So think about that. The Holy Spirit is working together with us. Amen. What, what is he doing? 
He's helping us to shine the light, shine the light of Jesus, make Jesus known, change people's lives, set people free, do the works that Jesus did, yeah? Proclaim good news, heal the sick, cast out demons, amen? So as long as those things are, are going on, the Antichrist can't be revealed because we're working together with the Holy Spirit. And that, that's not just like, ooh, isn't this wonderful? We can do this. We have to be doing this. We, yeah, we have to be doing this uh, with all perseverance, Ephesians 6. All the time. We have to be watchful. The first scripture we said, uh, the end of all things is at hand. Be serious and watchful in your prayers. And James said, the judge is standing at the door. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Here's another one. When should we pray? Do you know Psalm 134? Come bless the Lord, all his servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Yeah? Who stand by, by night in the house of the Lord, all you servants of the Lord. So if you're a servant of the Lord, your nights are for the Lord. Yeah? Um, okay. Thessalonians 5. Verse 16, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Now, see, it's, it's funny because it's that hold fast word there is the same word for restraining in the Greek. So there's things that we, we hold on to, um, the good things. So the good things that we receive, we also we have to hold on to that. But the, if, if this phone of mine was the, the spirit of the Antichrist, we're also holding him like this, like holding him down, saying, no, you shall not pass. This is holy ground. Amen? Um, so, yeah, our, we should always, it says rejoice, rejoice always. So when we're praying, we don't come with our sad faces and we come with our grocery list of shopping things that we need from the Lord, you know. Um, somebody called, uh, I think it was Smith Wigglesworth, he, he would tell the people, don't, don't give me bedroom prayers here because they would start going through the list of things and they just sort of have an imaginary list and they're just reading it off. And you know, he, he wanted uh, fervent prayer, amen? And God wants fervent prayer from us 
and we should be at it night and day. There, there was a lady, I think she was called Mother Howard, uh, and I think it was in, possibly in Texas, somewhere, somewhere in America, and she used to, an old lady, she used to pray like most of the day. She would go to the services, you know, whenever there were services at the church, and as soon as the, the service was finished, she wouldn't hang around and, and chit-chat. She would be back home, straight on her knees, have her dinner, back on her knees again. Um, and that's just reminding me of uh, what Paul said. It, she who is a widow indeed, um, counter within the, the number of widows. In other words, she can be looked after by the church. And she, uh, she let her continue night and day praying. Amen. Um, I remember I, I met a guy, he was backslidden at the time. I think I was 17 and I don't know how old he was. He was probably double my age, like 35 or 40 or something. And uh, so his wife was going to our church and she was one of the Sunday school teachers and we never saw her husband. And so this day we were invited to their house for, for tea and this was the first time we actually met the, the husband. And he used to be a man of God. Like he would preach and people would get healed, people would get set free under his ministry. And then he picked up an, an offense in his heart. So he stopped going to church and he backslid. And uh, so he was sitting there telling us stories of how the Lord used him you know, when he was still walking with God. And my brother and I, we were just like, wow, you know, isn't it, what if God would use this man again? Wouldn't that be wonderful? You know, that's, our church could need, uh, our church could do with someone like that. And um, so I spoke to other people in the, in the church and said, I think the guy's name was Gene or Eugene. And I said, oh, if Eugene could just come back to the Lord, you know. And they said, no, don't even bother. He will never come back to the Lord, you know. I think uh, one guy actually said, um, he's, he's fallen away, you know. He's, there, there's no hope for him, basically. He's, he's not going to come back. And I was sad when I heard those, those words. And I said, Lord, Lord, it can't be that, that, that he should, should be lost. He even told us he, he believes he's going to hell. And I, I just couldn't accept it. And I went to the Lord and, and said, Lord, help me to know how to pray for this man. The Lord showed me I had to uh, fast for, for two days and, and then for one day. I'd never fasted before. Um, but just like we've been learning is that he gave me the, just the ability to, to fast. And it, you know, I had to be disciplined, but I, I was aware of his anointing enabling me to do it. And I was praying fervently 
I was serious and, 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 and watchful in it. But I was just a young, I was a baby Christian. I didn't know anything. I didn't know, you know, didn't know much of the word. Um, and I prayed, and by the, the, the third day, I was aware that there was a, there was a release in my spirit. So when I was first starting to pray, there was like, it was like a burden, like a heaviness, but not a, not a, a darkness, you know, not a depression, just like a, a weight that enabling me to pray. And by the third day, that started to lift, and I had this joy and this expectation in my spirit, and I was just waiting to hear that Eugene was going to come back to the Lord. So every now and then I would ask Brother, Brother Rolf, Brother Rolf, have you heard from Eugene? You know? And uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was a few weeks or a, or a few months later, Brother Rolf one day said, you know what happened? Eugene was on his motorbike, on the motorway, and God spoke to him, and he repented. He came back to the Lord. Amen. So don't let, if people tell you, don't bother with so-and-so. Don't bother with such-and-such. It's too late. They've gone too far. Unless the Holy Spirit shows us, we don't know if if they've gone too far. Yeah? And if you were in that situation, you would want someone to be praying for you. Amen? So, So let's be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And we all know people who have uh, drifted away from the Lord. And if we come to the Lord in prayer, we can, we can save souls from the fire. Amen? Jude, Jude 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. I, just re- I just remembered a, another dear, a dear couple that were in our church, in that same church. They must have been in their mid, maybe late 20s, maybe early 30s, I can't remember. And it, they were just the dearest, dearest couple you could imagine. And then um, they, they split up, they separated. And we just couldn't believe it because, you know, the Holy Spirit was just uh, so in their lives. You could just see it in their eyes. And somehow things just, you know, Things went bad, um, and I, I spoke to this guy's brother, and his brother used to be the opposite. His brother used to be the the problem child. <laughs> he was he was big and mean and grumpy, and he ended up being the one that was humble and close to God. Um, and he he must have prayed for for his brother, and uh, I know I I prayed as well, um, and it was some time later that I heard 
they came back together. The Lord restored their relationship. Amen. Father, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, Father, that you're always inviting the lost sheep to come back into the fold. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Lord, that you've given us authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we can know you, Lord. Yes, Father, that our names are written in heaven, that our names are written in the palms of your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord, we pray for those who are backslidden. We pray for those, yes, Lord, those who are in a ditch. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you speak to their hearts, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We will stand in the gap. We will stand in the gap, Lord. Help us, Lord, by your Spirit, by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Come and help us, Lord. Come and help us, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Your word says that we know not how we ought to pray. But you, Holy Spirit, you help us. You stand with us. You stand together with us against our weaknesses, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your light shines in the darkness. The darkness does not overwhelm it. Help us, Lord, to shine. Shine the light of prayer. Yes, Lord. Shine. Shine, shine. Yes, Lord, that this city, this city on hills will become a city on a hill shining with your glory, shining with your light, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.